0: It's probably bigger than it was before. That's what she said. Yes.
1: Anyways, on that note. Are you ready? Is this 79? You know, I really don't know.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 430 in the Morning. This is your boy, Ben.
1: And Pat is back as well. How you doing, man? I'm back. We're doing it. Number 79. 79 is what we're going with. Um, 79, I don't really think I have any players for 79. There's probably somebody on the Browns that wears that number. Trying to think. Um,
0: I can't think of shit.
1: I mean. So many. 79. We could talk about seven and nine. Jeff Fisher back when he was the coach of the Rams back in 2017 mm. on Hard Knocks he had a speech about how he's not going to go 7 and 9 and then some guys were doing some shenanigans I think uh, Kenny Britt flipped over a go-kart on the way to practice mm. and had another player in the car with him or in the go-kart with him I think we talked about that didn't we yeah and he was like that is some 7 and 9 bullshit that's so, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's funny that's all I got anyways what kind of news do you have today sir
0: I got a couple maybe three I don't know we'll see
1: my first one I swear to God, if we have the same news stories today, probably after two weeks, I'm going to be pissed. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> First one is from our favorite UPI News. Oh, God. Officials. Fuck. I <laughs> have <laughs>
1: this one. God, yeah.
0: Officials working to capture escaped bison in Illinois. I have not read this article yet. I've so read it. I'm so. looking forward to it, though. Forest Preserve officials in Illinois said they aim to have a bison on the loose since September 2021 captured safely by the end of May. Are you kidding me? What do you mean September 2020? Lake County Forest Preserves officials said the 1300-pound animal dubbed Tyson the Bison <laughs> by the Lake County Sheriff's Office and Billy the Bison by members of the public, has been on the loose in the Lakewood Forest Preserve since escaping from a trailer last September. The goal is to have the farm animal removed by Memorial Day weekend, when the preserve attendance traditionally increases. John Tannehill, Director of Public Safety at the Lake County Forest Preserve, told WGN-TV,
1: I wonder if he's related to Ryan's Hannah Hill.
0: <laughs> he very well could be. Safety of our users and the animals are number one priority. Bison is considered domestic livestock. Therefore, forest preserve is not an appropriate home. <laughs> 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 Bison's owner, a Wakanda... How you say that? It was Wa- like
1: Wakanda, like... Wakanda? Like Black Panther Wakanda. Yeah,
0: Wakanda farmer has been working with forest preserve ranger police to attempt to lure the animal lure the animal into a barn for safe capture and return to the farm. Tannehill said the owner could face fines <laughs> if a bison is not captured by the end of the month. Unreal.
1: There, there's a lot more going on with that one. Now, that's one I just kind of clicked on and I started reading and it's like
0: That is hilarious. How did this bison escape?
1: Well that's the first question is how did they get out? Obviously they're saying the forest preserve is not a, a suitable home for it. <laughs> But this has been out since September of 2021. That's almost, what, eight, nine months now. They're like, okay, the goal is to get it captured by Memorial Day weekend. What about all the other holidays? (laughs) I mean, Thanksgiving, nah, we could let it roam through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, through New Year's, yeah. Martin Luther King Day, Mother's Day. We're just ignoring Easter. We're ignoring all these holidays. Memorial Day is the goal. (laughs) Why? I don't understand that. And the other thing that killed me with this one is... It's like it's been out for eight months, but they're gonna find the owner now. <laughs> it's like we don't if right. we if we can't figure out how to catch this, you're gonna get fined. Right. Now, he's I, got no control over the search party, does he? I mean
0: Yeah, I'm wondering why it took so long for them to have they have they been trying to get it for eight months it, or they are just now trying
1: now? It kinda sounds like they've been trying for a while. Now we don't we don't know this, but it it, let's say this was a priority for you Would you wait six months to report this
0: maybe they've just kind of just been putting it off and if this thing if this if this isn't a suitable home for the bison it's been doing okay so far because it's survived eight months
1: yeah (laughs) in the it's in the woods they said a forest now what do bisons eat i don't know it's been doing all right i mean obviously it's Still alive, yeah. Do they graze like I think they just like, kind of like it's graze. probably
0: just adapting to its environment,
1: yeah. I think they just like graze, like eat grass and shrubbery, yeah, corn. I don't know,
0: yeah. I mean, you, it's America, you can find corn somewhere.
1: Could you imagine if you're just like on like a walk or a hike in Illinois? <laughs> And you see a fucking bison just like <laughs> wandering around. That would be, that would be, are, a little bit too are, much are
0: bison known to attack humans?
1: I think in Red Dead Redemption, they'll, they'll they'll go and get you.
0: If anyone, if any one of our listeners are experts on bison, tweet us at 30 in the.
1: Yes, please tweet us and let us know if a bison is an aggressive animal. I have a feeling they probably are. And they would they,
0: they attack be. humans?
1: I think they'd fuck you up.
0: Probably, yeah, fuck yeah. They probably run pretty quick too.
1: I'll bet you they do. Yeah. Anyways, is that all you got with that one? Yeah. Go ahead. And That was my second news story, so I only, I really only have one more. Sorry, man. My first news story comes from Complex.com, and this is gonna revisit a theme that we talked about on. I don't think it was last episode. I think it was two episodes ago. Fifth graders hospitalized after eating weed gummies at same school where kindergartner brought margaritas to class. Are you kidding me? You remember that news story? Unbelievable. We about? Yeah those margaritas yeah. and those kindergartners.
0: What's going on at this school?
1: Two eleven. <laughs> what is going on at the school? Two 11-year-olds were hospitalized this week after eating THC-infused gummies at their Michigan elementary school. According to Fox 2 Detroit, the incident took place at Grand River Academy in Livonia, the same school where a kindergartner recently shared margaritas with their classmates. <laughs> Crystal Hall... The mother of one of the 5th grade students addressed the issue in a lengthy Facebook post, claiming her child accepted the gummies from his classmate, suggesting her son was unaware it contained THC. From my understanding, the other boy asked my son, Do you want a piece of candy? Oh my god. And my son said yes, she said, per Metro Times, which I guess is a source I was reporting on this one originally. The boy broke the gummy in half, and a couple hours later, my son began to feel sick. Now, they broke the gummy in half. If you're a kid eating candy that you know is not drugs, have you ever accepted half of a gummy in your life that has not been weed infused? These kids are different
0: that's where the That's where <laughs> the
1: strangeness starts. So that's where I think the kid knew what was going on. Or maybe
0: he has seen his parent break it in half and eat
1: half. Okay, let's say the average edible gummy... Is probably the size of like a fruit snack or yeah, like not that much like bigger. what like
0: what gummy is it? Because there's big gummies. There can be yeah. So it's like, what kind of gummy is it? Is it like you know, it's probably homemade, like,
1: like Jolly Rancher size, or are we talking if it's Jolly Rancher size? And this is a fifth grade. This isn't a small kid. Or probably bigger than if that. If someone offered me a piece of normal candy and they broke it in half and it was Jolly rancher size, I'd be I'd tell pissed. Them, I'd I, tell them to go fuck themselves. I'd be hoaxed. i feel like I got hosed. Unless it's a weed gummy and you know what, what it is. I thought like the kid knew what it is. I think he did, too. Anyways, let's see where... I can't where I left off at. He told the teacher... I guess we're just going to restart. He told the teacher that he didn't feel good and she took him to the office. And when he told them he ate a gummy, they asked where he got it from. <laughs> when they returned to class to check... That's where they found out he had a THC gummy. Somebody needs to be held accountable, and I'm asking you to share the story, please, because Grand River Academy needs to be put on blast again for them not watching these babies. So she's sure. pissed off because of the margarita incident as well. Sure, I feel that, you know. The real question is, what the fuck is going on at the school? Yeah,
0: what? These kids are different nowadays, man.
1: Now, did you ever get offered drugs or alcohol in an elementary school? Never. I'm trying to think if I I did. don't think I ever did. I did have some troublemakers. I probably could have gotten some if I if I pressed the issue. Sure. I don't feel like it was readily available in the school at least. Right. Not in grade school. Not as a fifth grader. Yeah, no way. So I guess it's just funny, it's the same fucking school unreal. Unbelievable. Now, I'm assuming this is probably a public school, but I don't know for sure. So what's
0: going to happen to the parents that allowed their child to
1: get a hold of weed gummies? Probably nothing, honestly. I guess
0: he could have gotten a hold of it from someone
1: else. It could have been from anybody. Yeah, I guess guess that's true. I would say 90% of it came from home, though. And I would say... Eighty-five percent. They probably gave it to him for fun. Like, hey, give give him like a quarter of a piece or something, just for fun. Because uh, uh, think about how safe that is. Think about it though. Think about it though. A parent that's going to leave that readily out there and available to the point where a kid is going to be so confident as to bring that to school. Yeah, doesn't that's really, a pro- doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, so.
0: That's sad. Hopefully that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. Now, granted, I mean, no one's going to die in this incident. but it's, right. not, it's not good for anybody. No, it's, it's not. It's not a good thing. It's not good. And you need to be careful with that type of thing, so.
0: It, it makes the kids sick. Yeah, yeah. It's just
1: not, it's not good. Anyways, what kind of other news stories you got today, sir?
0: This is from WTOL11. Where's that out of? W-T-O-L. I think that's
1: Toledo. We've talked about Toledo before. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times, haven't we? Yes,
0: but this news story is about a different part of Ohio. Uh Uh-oh. Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. This is from May 18th, 2022. Okay. The gravestone of a man who lived in the 18th century has been found in Cuyahoga Falls. Two men discovered the gravestone, gravestone while walking along the Cuyahoga River last month. On Monday, firefighters from Cuyahoga Falls extracted the stone from the riverbank. According to the release from the city, the name etched on the stone is Thaddeus Peck. 1711 to 1781 gravestone weighs over 200 pounds and measures 24 by 15 by 6 it will be housed at the cuyahoga falls historical society for study as a lifelong resident city of cuyahoga falls i have always been intrigued with the founding of our city and how it came to be said mayor don walters in a statement i am hopeful that this discovery can shed additional light on who once occupied the area that is now our city and when city says the stone was first spotted last month by Richard and John Ryan, who were on a walk in a clearing across the river from the Cuyahoga Falls boat launch on Front Street. Two were looking for an old fishing spot they used to visit. After noticing what was described as an odd-shaped stone, they realized there was etching on the stone, then cleaned moss and brushed off, revealing the gravestone. They then contacted the Cuyahoga Falls Historical Society. According to the scholars, Cuyahoga Falls was founded in 1812 it is known that Connecticut Western Reserve began settlement around seventeen ninety six and would place Thaddeus Peck in the area pre Western Reserve. We know that the Peck surname is as early surname associated with the Western Reserve in Cuyahoga Falls area with Sherman Peck as the city's first marshal and Julius S. Peck, who owned a large parcel of land downriver near the gorge, said Sean Andrews, board member of the Cuyahoga Falls Historical Society. Cuyahoga Falls Historical Society is excited to continue researching the Thaddeus Peck Stone. There's more to this, but that's basically all of it.
1: That's pretty cool. It's
0: pretty cool. It's not very old, but
1: no, was that was that 19th or was that 18th century? 18th century. See, you want to know how stupid I am for a second? I heard that and I'm like, I thought 19th century when you said 18. <laughs> I'm thinking 1800s. I'm like. <laughs> That's not that old. Yeah. ohio has been a state since 1803. Why are we getting so excited about this? A 17th century is a different story, though. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah. It, is, it is pretty cool, and it's not It's not far from where we're at, so I thought it was pretty yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, it's only a couple hours away. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Cuyahoga Falls. Have you ever been there? I didn't really realize that there were falls in Cuyahoga County, but I guess the only falls that were going on there for a long time were Baker and Rayfield. I can't think of where the hell that's at bacon Rainfield getting sacked yeah did you get that joke yes he'll be getting sacked there much longer but no he will not well i honestly think they're gonna hold on to him all season do you have any more news no you can go ahead sorry you don't have any more news stories nope all set okay, okay i've got one more and this is more of a topic than a news story and we, i think i mentioned to you about this this week congress held oh yeah that's right. a congressional hearing mm-hmm. on ufos which is the first time that the congress has discussed this in over 50 years now, we really didn't learn a whole lot with this. Like, I got some breakdowns. Sure, go ahead. I'm excited to hear this. I'm just copying. I just found a post, and I printed it off from abovetopsecret.com, which really doesn't really help us a whole lot, because they really didn't discuss a whole lot. Sure. Now, the biggest point is that, essentially, there are recorded settings that they have no clue about. There are plenty of instances... That the military and all their intelligence, publicly at least, is coming out and saying, we see something, here's video, here's evidence, and we really don't know what it is. Hmm. The narrative is trying to be swung as to saying that it's the Chinese or the Russians. Now, what I want to hearken back to for a second, and our listeners wouldn't know about this, but you and I would. The last episode when we were talking, we were talking about that guy that you used to work with that was talking about like military technology. Sure. And you made the point to say in that discussion, which didn't make it in the episode, that everything that Russia and China would have came from the United States. Sure. So that kind of makes me believe, just coming from a military, a former military officer, as long as that guy is who you claim he is, sure, says that the Russia Chinese advanced technology narrative is bullshit. Sure. Now, would you agree with that to any extent?
0: Yeah, and you know, he he basically told me that anything that they have, we have better.
1: Exactly. As well, and that was the biggest point of your whole discussion that I picked yeah. up the least.
0: Yep, and he he said something like that on the lines of, "Yeah, we have shared technology with other countries, and it's called like the transfer of technology. It's it, they also do that to help like um, third world
1: countries as well. Sure, you know. And I've heard of, I've heard similar stories from yeah, maybe not people, probably not as high ranking as this guy at least claims that he is. Yeah, he said he was a colonel, which but is, which is high. But you hear these types of stories. Sure. So for me, hearing the Chinese, Russia advanced technology narrative pop up and it did pop up in these hearings makes me kind of think that's not what's really going on sure so to me the biggest the most important point that's going on is congressional hearings are the epitome of the establishment acknowledging something Mm -hmm. as far as i'm concerned because people that trust in the establishment trust in at least the idea of congress and the government existing as it sh- supposedly should exist according to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. If you trust in that concept and they're talking about it, all of a sudden, it's on your radar. If you're an establishment trusting normal person who just follows what the media says and what the government says, right, it's on the radar now. It's being talked about.
0: Right. They're, they're paying
1: more attention to it. The flip side of that is if you're anti-establishment and you think the government's bullshit, what does that do to the narrative? You know what I? You know, you get what I'm saying? Sure. If they're talking about aliens, and you think the government is crazy from the get go. It, it really is. It really creates kind of an interesting, yeah, dichotomy. If you want to treat everything as a dichotomy,
0: it's almost like in our a lot of those people that are anti-establishment really believe in aliens.
1: That is the weird aspect of this entire <laughs> thing. That's you know, for so long this has been treated as such a fringy, loony, yeah, crazy, cocked up thing that nobody would acknowledge. They're talking about it. Now it's getting serious. The biggest issue coming out of this is there absolutely are no answers being addressed. They can ask questions. It takes some balls to ask the military people the types of questions that should be asked. Not everyone's going to do that because an elected official needs to get votes at the end of the day. Right. You don't want to sound too crazy because if you get too crazy, guess who's not going to get elected next election cycle? Exactly. So, like I said, there really isn't a whole lot that came out of it. Um... Excuse me, I'm sorry, I didn't actually read this. No, you're good. Before I brought it, I do it all the time. <laughs> and I guess the other thing, going with the first point that I made, is the military officers that were talking to this are trying to make it sound like they still think it's another country, or they're trying to create a narrative where it's another country technology that we need to be worried about mm-hmm. what you said kind of says bullshit to that and i would agree with that just based on my understanding of how technology has been disseminated through cultures over the last hundred years or so mm-hmm. sure they could be working on stuff that could be pretty good but we've always had a little bit better infrastructure going on yes and the soviets beat us in the space but we beat them to the moon type of a thing sure and there really hasn't been many other victories that other countries have been achieving technologically speaking that we right haven't you know what I mean? Exactly. So a lot of conspiracy theories are they're trying to push a narrative that direction because they really don't know what's going on, which to me is something that has some merit to it. Because if you're honestly concerned about this type of shit and you're concerned about the public reaction, you have to assign it to an enemy somewhere. Yeah, sure. So You have to
0: place blame somewhere.
1: I just think it's important, considering the type of content we've been doing on the show, it's important to kind of bring that up. Right. I don't know if you have any other additional thoughts or anything on that, but
0: no, I I mean I agree with everything you're saying. And uh, there's been some weird shit coming up lately. Did you see? Um, did you see? Apparently they found something on Mars, like a door or something like that on Mars. Did
1: you I, see that? I didn't see that specifically, but I did see a different video today from the surface of Mars, mm-hmm. and it was like like 4K level footage and i thought that was incredible just a lot watching looking at the landscape. Isn't that, yeah i've seen that before that's it's cool. creepy it's it's weird and it's creepy it's like another fucking world it's yeah. like dune or right tatooine or something right i didn't see that door though do you have anything with that no i didn't i didn't get into it sure
0: cuz sometimes sometimes those sites are kind of dumb and they're they they like over exaggerate Yeah, it's, it's not what it is so i didn't click on it yeah I understood. but i've
1: seen i've seen more than one article about it sure. so i was like maybe it's something maybe pat saw it but i didn't see that no i haven't done nearly as much research as i should be doing right well, once i get into a better routine it's gonna be a little bit different but right it's still been a little bit difficult these days but i thought we had to at least bring that up now i didn't get nearly sure. as deep into that as i wanted to i wanted to have some good quotes and everything but i mean at least they're doing something with it and it fits in line with that narrative. Remember when we did that aliens part four all the way back and yep. whenever we did that, we talked about how Obama's been talking about aliens and a bunch of people like really established people have been talking about it. Everything kind of fits. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And you know, you, you kind of get the sense that they know something. Sure. They're just not going to say anything. Yeah. And you that's kind of what I'm getting You can't at. tell me they don't know something.
1: But they have to, they have to start somewhere. I mean, pressure, pressure is mounting yep i guess that is a good thing no matter where you fall on the political spectrum the kind of pressure against the system to actually talk about this type of thing i think it's important i think it's good sure so i agree anyways talking about other good stuff on our main topic
0: pat what is our main topic today this is going to be your episode
1: now this is one i'm really excited for i don't know if ben's nearly as excited for this one as I am. i'm
0: excited there's some pretty crazy shit out there the
1: research to me and i didn't I don't I didn't prepare as much as I should have. I'm gonna be mostly bullshitting through like previous memories that I've had. Sure. But this one there is so much material to kind there, of dig through. There is. You I could... picked out like three stories that I thought were pretty good. I picked out four. But there's a ton of material out here for this one, Mm. to the point where I think it's it's real. We could could do multiple episodes of this. Yes. And our topic today is reincarnation. Yes, reincarnation. Now, Ben, would you like to explain for our listeners, what is a good interpretation of the concept of reincarnation?
0: Basically, I would say it's the rebirth of a soul in a new body.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Now, if you want a uh, more complicated definition from Wikipedia, I can do that too.
1: Or I could do my own definition. Sure. What's your What's your definition, Pat? Basically what Ben said, it's when a soul comes back onto the earth in terrestrial form, basically. So it's when a person dies or any, I guess, any living thing dies. Mm-hmm. If it has a soul, the soul gets recycled back and gets shot into a new biological form. So, for example, Tim used to joke, and I know that he hasn't really had any true stories. He used to joke that he used to be the emperor of Japan.
0: <laughs> so it's like
1: if the emperor of Japan died, then the soul was sitting up there for however long. Yep. And then eventually, a new baby was about to be born and needed a soul. The so that soul from the emperor of Japan went into Tim. Hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Now I don't know. Do you think you've been reincarnated yourself? No. I've heard some crazy stories though.
0: So. Yeah, there are some crazy stories, Pat. You got three stories?
1: Yeah, you have four.
0: One's real quick. If you want to get started,
1: it Sure. not matter. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll let you get started. Now, one All thing right. I noticed real quick before we get into this is a lot of this revolves around kids. Yes, kids mostly. Kids telling stories about people that they shouldn't really know about.
0: Yes. And um, I have some sort of explanation on one of my stories from a psychiatrist explaining why um, it kind of fades in later years. Sure. But um, so my first one is The Reincarnation of Bobby Jones. Do you have this one? I don't think I do. So, a three-year-old, a three-year-old boy named Hunter, though it's not his real name. One day, he identified himself in a picture of Bobby Jones. Now, for those of you who don't know who Bobby Bobby Jones is, Bobby Jones
1: is a famous golfer. Oh, I saw this one. I didn't do this yeah. one though.
0: And he had he had tremendous influence on the game. He was famous during, like, the 20s and 30s. He, um, he was co-founder of the Masters Tournament. Sure. So this guy had a huge impact on the game. His father showed him six photographs of um, famous golfers from the 1920s and asked him which one was Jones. When he saw Jones' picture, he said, this is me. And what's crazy um, is after seeing a photo of Harry Varden, He's like, this is Harry Garden, my friend, which he was another golfer at that time. And he was famous and, you know, he was friends with Bobby Jones. Sure. And there's no way this kid would, would know any of this. Yeah. Especially a golfer of all people. Literally. So his dad showed him pictures of like a bunch of random houses. And when it landed on Bobby Jones's childhood home, he was like, this is home.
1: Did you watch this on YouTube today? No, I read this. Okay. I watched this one on YouTube today. It was pretty good yeah
0: and um and then obviously he develops incredible golf skills and by the age of five he ends up being accepted into like the five-year-old class of like you know junior professional golfers or whatever yep and he ends up winning 41 of 45 junior tournaments and he and he won like 21 of those in a row by the wow. age, by the age of seven which is incredible and he talks about how um, the Augusta Golf Course is his favorite. And that happened to be, and Bobby Jones happened to find, like, be the founder of that. So, doctor named Dr. Jim B. Tucker, he's from the University of Virginia. He he wrote a book that had a lot of cases of reincarnation, and he talks about this case. Sure. And he worked on this shit with uh, the founder of the, uh, well, Dr. Jordan B. Tucker, he's a professor of psychiatry and neurobehavior behavioral sciences and he's the director of division of perceptual studies at the university wow and the founder of that division dr ian stevenson they did this big study and and worked on this kid's case and um hunter in hunter's case he referenced jones less and less As he grew from ages three to seven. Which seems to uh, be a common trend. Right. And Tucker's research indicates that children reach the age of reason. These memories typically fade. But his golf talent has not. So I don't know how old this kid is now. I forget what year. He he can't be that old. He can't be that old. Yeah. I think all this went down in like 2016. I feel like. I feel like we're going to be seeing him on like so, the tour here pretty soon. Yeah, he might be really good in the future. Sure. And I got a bunch of that information from GolfDigest.com and Paranormal.LoveToKnow.com.
1: Okay, and before I get started with mine, uh, I was doing all sorts of research today, so I did a lot of YouTube videos. Sure. I picked out three that I saw on YouTube, but I'm using TheRanker.com. That's kind of my, my primary source for this. I
0: think that's so, one of my sources.
1: So that one was really good, and that's one I thought about doing. I don't really know why I didn't do it. but it's pretty good I'm one. I'm happy you it's brought the in- one of those Incredible, that's That was a good one. Yeah. And it's really interesting, too, because we're going to see what kind of career that this kid's going to have. Yeah. No shit. It is really interesting because a lot of these kids that we're talking about are still like young kids or youngish kids or teenagers today. Yeah. So. For sure. Now, my first one is about a guy named Jeffrey Keene, who was a retired firefighter. Okay. If you heard about this guy at all. Mm. And this is an interesting one because this guy did not grow up believing that he was reincarnated. However, he soon started to believe it in his early to mid-twenties that he was reincarnated as a Civil War general. Mm. Now, the Civil War general in question is a guy named... I guess I don't have a first name for this one. A guy named Gordon. <laughs> General Gordon. <laughs> what we gotta go with. According to Jeffrey Keane, he first like had the inkling that he might have been reincarnated back when him and his wife traveled to Maryland to a battlefield called Sunken Road, which is not one I'm familiar with in Maryland. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever done any Civil war battlefields? I don't know if you've been to any before. Mm-mm. Not in down south or anything? No. Um, Sunken Road is not one I'm familiar with. It could have been a huge battle. Mm-hmm. but he was caught off guard essentially walking out of the battlefield to the point where he thought that he was having like a, a cardiac incident like he's having a heart attack or something damn like there was an emotional over like he was overwhelmed with emotion and it's like now people could have that just understand the gravity of the civil war and just war in general yeah people could have that like you could you have that you just have those types of feelings when you're on a battlefield so that really didn't it was weird but it wasn't like cr- completely uncommon I guess whatever happened to him, that incident kind of stuck with him. So he talked about he talked to a psychic about it, and he didn't have a name of a soldier or anything. He just had this like this. I I never felt anything like this when I was at this battlefield before. What's going on, basically? So the psychic. Decided that like they met just like casually and it's like was like I'll bring you into my office one time we'll do we'll do some research or whatever she interviewed him and I was asking him all these questions about like reincarnation and whatever and she asked him well do you believe in reincarnation and he said not yet which is a really weird thing to say huh. like it's usually a yes or no question yeah not yet is a very weird thing to say sure. So, what ended up happening later is he started getting into the Civil War a little bit. Starting to do some, like, just some, like, passive research about the Civil War in general. Because at that point, he was really, he fucking acted on the battlefield. Everything was going on. Yeah. He found an article about a Civil War general, identified as General Gordon, who fought at Sunken Row, the battlefield that he had visited and i i guess okay i guess this makes sense this makes more sense now sunken road was part of the battle of antietam i don't know if you're you okay. gotta be familiar yes. with that one yeah which is weird because it's not terribly far from gettysburg mm-hmm. and i remember when we were at gettysburg as teenagers i try to get the family to like, let's just go 60 miles south and visit yeah. Antietam too because that's another crazy battlefield yeah and that one it wasn't nearly as big of a battle as gettysburg but there were more casualties per soldier than what Gettysburg produced, which is crazy to think about. Wow, it was a very bloody battle. Yeah. So what ended up happening with this with this general is he was known for his there there was a big whatever the hell was going on at Sunken Road. Everybody wanted to retreat, and he was the general in charge, and he kept on saying not yet, not yet. And in this article that this Jeffrey guy was reading, that not yet quote was heavily emphasized in this article that he was reading mm-hmm. this happens after he talked to the psychic who asked him about reincarnation and he said not yet Damn. he's out of nowhere that's crazy now what's crazy too is you get i saw a picture of these two guys they were able to find out who this general gordon guy is they had a portrait of him mm-hmm. looks exactly like this motherfucker like exactly like this guy <laughs> that's talking about this story at the age of 30 this jeffrey guy had like a like a jaw like his jaw was just like it's like the worst pain he ever felt but in his jaw he went to the hospital. They were like, we don't have a source of injury for this. Did you get hit? Did you get punched? What the hell happened? Obviously, he didn't get shot or anything because he wasn't bleeding. He just had this immense pain in his mouth. Sure. Turns out that the General Gordon guy died of a gunshot wound at age 30, right in the same spot where this guy Unreal. had that pain. So, to me, that's a crazy story. I don't. That That is how, crazy. I don't know how much of that could possibly be embellished, if any of that's embellished. But I don't know. That's a lot of coincidence. That, to me, is a crazy story. <laughs> Story. I have to thank yeah. Ranker.com for that because I pretty much stole nice. that entire story from them. But I also saw it on YouTube. Nice. Earlier today, and the pictures to me are a big selling point because they look an awful lot alike. These two guys. So, mm-hmm. anyways, what else you got?
0: You ever heard of the Gus Taylor story? I can't say that I have. So I don't think his real name is Gus because I have seen I've seen three or four different articles on this story. Sure. And they've used different names. Okay. So. I'm just going to use the Gus one. Yeah. This story is pretty crazy. So at just 18 months old, Gus started to tell people that he was his own grandfather named Augie, who had died a year before Gus was born. So Gus didn't know anything about, he didn't even know he had a grandfather. Sure. He's 18, 18 months old. 18 have no 18 idea months old. He doesn't yeah. know anything. And all of a sudden he's saying that he's his, he's his own grandfather. That's weird. Gus felt as if he knew him intimately with no previous knowledge of him. In 18 months, he could, like, speak in full sentences, which is crazy. Yeah. My kid's too, and he cannot speak in full sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Um, His parents asked him how he, like, came back, like, kind of being like, oh, okay, so you're grandpa. How'd you come back? And he responded, which is kind of crazy for an 18-month-old. He responded, I just went whoosh and came out of the portal. Now, an 18-month-old, using the word portal... And There's understanding, no idea what, and understanding what it means is unbelievable. Yes. Unusual for an 18-month-old. As we were saying, Gus was able to identify his grandfather's in photographs at the age of four. And he knew shit about his grandfather's life. Like, his his grandfather's sister, she was murdered and her body was dumped in San Francisco Bay. Okay, I
1: saw this one. Yeah, I did see this one. Yeah.
0: And none of the family have ever told Gus this. And Gus started talking about it. Like, he started talking about his dead sister. Yeah it was just
1: unbelievable you said that they turned him in, they turned her into a fish or something yeah yep yeah. yep that's exactly what he said yep, yep.
0: and that was from wallstreetinsanity.com the occultmuseum.com and rd.com. That's basically that whole story. But that's that's unbelievable to me at 18 months old.
1: Yeah, it really. And I guess we we probably should talk about this for a second before we dive in. Uh, The first one that I did was a soldier or was an older guy, but this one's a kid, and the rest of mine are going to be kids I'm mean, going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. What I did notice a little bit in this research is it's usually a mother that's like pushing the narrative of reincarnation when there's when their kid starts talking about something strange Mm -hmm. so uh, there are a couple of stories and i've i've probably watched 20 or 30 different stories that were similar ish to an extent Mm -hmm. and it's usually the mother kind of pushing the story going forward So what happens with that is sometimes, and I'm not saying it's every case. I'm not even going to say it's most cases because I honestly think that this is a real thing that's going on. But every once in a while, you run into a situation where a kid will kind of get coached into believing in an idea. Sure. And it's very easy with a kid, a three or a four-year-old, to kind of push them. Yeah. Like, you really like this, don't you? As opposed to what do you, or what do you think, or what do you believe? 100%. Or you think this, don't you? Right. You were really this, weren't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So there there is a lot of skeptics out there that are going to say that that's what's going on with a lot of these stories. Sure. I don't really buy it long term because there are a few stories. And the one I didn't even prepare was about a Indian girl. Did you prepare that one? Mm-hmm. Named Shanti Devi or something like that. Mm. Who was born like in the middle of the 20th century, back before you knew where these different towns were. So you were born in a village in India back then. You had no idea what the fuck was going on. You didn't know anything outside of your village, basically. Yeah. And she started talking about how, oh, well, in my past life, I was a mother and I had a husband and this is his name and this is the village I came from. And it's like, you wouldn't even... The, the little girl had, would have known, would have had no access to information to knowing if this village would have existed right let alone that her husband was there and the kids were there. it's unreal and the the village is over a hundred miles away and eventually her this the this, she kept pushing the issue and the parents were like, they, I guess they had a friend that knew, knew about the village and was like, well, you know, I could facilitate a visit if you guys don't mind. We could see if she's actually bullshitting or not. And it got to the point where they went to the village and it turns out that a woman in her 20s had died in childbirth, like right as the girl would have been born.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was the exact same thing she said. She identified her husband immediately and the kids and everything and knew everything about the village and knew everybody in the village essentially. It was like a five-year-old Unreal. who would have had no idea. And she basically lived out her, the rest of her life as a reincarnation of this person. And, like, Gandhi was, like, sponsoring, like, research shit on her because it became such a big story. Yeah. And it's like... How do you, you explain you, that? They couldn't. They never... No, nothing ever came to be. There's no explanation you, you for that. You couldn't come up with a way that it was hoaxed, so... Right. That's unreal. So, stories like that, they got me into this topic in the first place. Now, is it... Am I? Am I up... Or you you got four. I don't know. Do you want do another one?
0: You want me to do another one? Why not? Did you just do one?
1: I just talked about that girl. That oh, you didn't, didn't you didn't have that? I didn't prepare that one. Oh, I just shit. wanted to bring it up. <laughs> you, can do, it imp-
0: you can do one if you
1: want. Now this one this one's pretty good. It may or may not be bullshit. We don't know. Because the biggest issue with this story is I could never find a name for this person. Now this one only came out a couple years ago. I think it came out I think it first hit the internet in like twenty eighteen. So the kid should still be alive. The kid in question. He should only be like 10 by now. And this one is out of Syria where a three-year-old boy was born with like a red birthmark on his head. That just kind of like rained down <laughs> like his head basically. And when the kid came to the point where he could like talk in full sentences and everything, he would talk about being murdered in his previous life. Now this is Syria, so there's a lot of different cultures kind of blending together in Syria. Mm-hmm. Um... He was part of, I can't remember what the hell, this breakdown that I had doesn't have the, the exact ethnic group that he was a part of. But um, what ended up happening with this kid was the story got the attention of a guy named Dr. Eli Lask Lashk? Who investigated the story because he thought that the claims of reincarnation of this kid was spouting off where they seemed pretty credible. Mm-hmm. So they were traveling around basically the Holy Land essentially in Israel and Syria and other places. Going to different villages where the kid the kid claimed he came from a village. He couldn't remember like what village he came from or whatever. And they dropped him off into a different village and... It was a small village and he found a man that he recognized. And he was like, I used to be your neighbor. And the guy was just kind of like, what's (laughs) going on? This is kind of strange, whatever. This weird kid thinks you used to be my neighbor. And then the kid said that essentially we had a fight and you murdered me with an axe. The guy turned like white. He was like, you got to be shitting me. (laughs) Now, he didn't say anything at the time. But when they started talking to the locals, it turned out that there was a guy that disappeared about four years ago. They knew something happened, but they never found anything. So he was just a missing person, essentially, in the village. Could you imagine? So... You, you murdered this guy. You
0: got away with it. And the way <laughs> you go down is a re, the reincarnation. The reincarnated kid.
1: Unbelievable. With the birthmark of this car. <laughs> so according to the story, now this this didn't it's not that old a story it's a new story but um what ended up happening is the kid knew that he got killed and also knew where his old body was buried unreal so he goes he leads them to this patch of dirt basically and he's like my old body is right down there start digging they dig up sure enough there's a body but they dig up and it's got a big ass gash in the skull exactly where the birthmark of the kid was unbelievable I don't know if that's bullshit or not, but I found nothing on the internet today. And usually they're pretty good these days with the whole disinformation. Yeah. They're pretty good at saying this is bullshit. Yeah. I didn't find a single thing that said that this story is bullshit. Unreal, which to me was the craziest part of the whole thing. So that's unbelievable. I wish I had more information on that one. I wish I had names, like I can't find names, which is to me kind of skeptical in and of itself. Yeah, like the Gus
0: Taylor story, I couldn't find like what, like there was a there was one where he was Sam, sure, you know, this one he was
1: Gus, so I don't really know what, yeah, you know, but but to me, that was one of the single most incredible stories, yeah, even if it's not, even if it's not real it's a it's a well-written story yeah so. that's really good all right what else do you have today sir these two should be pretty
0: quick so, this is the story of Ryan Hammond. Did you see this one? I might have. So, at age 4, Ryan began waking up clutching his chest and yelling about how his heart exploded in Hollywood. Okay, and, yeah, I
1: did see this one. Yeah, it's yeah, a good one.
0: He began he began to reveal details about his former life. He said that he had three sons and he had a friend named Senator Fives and that he had a house on a street in Hollywood with ro- that the street was had like the word rocks in it and his mother was going through a book of old Hollywood photos and and he identified himself in one of the photos, and he identified another person in the photo as well. Sure. And he, there's no way he would know these people. Yes. And he identified a sto- a film star named George Raft, and himself, who was a Hollywood agent, named Martin Martin. His, his <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his first name is kind of like <laughs> kinda
1: the brown sticky <laughs> John Johnson.
0: Yeah, his first name is M. A-R-T-I-N. And his last name is M-A-R-T-Y-N. Wow. Yeah. So Ryan's parents contacted a psychiatrist. And they also got in contact with Martin's daughter. His daughter is still alive. Because this guy died in 1964. And his daughter verified that Martin was a Hollywood agent. He lived on North Roxbury Drive. And he had three sons and once met a New York senator named Irving Ives. Sure. This is what the psychiatrist said. After he met Marvin's daughter, Ryan lost interest in his Hollywood memories. And the reason the psychiatrist gives is because upon seeing people from their past and and seeing that they have moved on, the reincarnated children gain closure and forget their formal existence. Which I guess that
1: makes sense. It also could just represent a disconnect from the spiritual realm. Sure. Yeah. But that's crazy. Now... With that story, the the thing that struck me with that story. Now do you have any more information with that one? No, that's basically it. That's from um that's from Ranker. Okay. Yep. The thing that struck me with that one is on the official death certificate of that guy, it claimed that he died at age fifty nine. I don't know if you saw that one. That that in your research at all. They claimed that he died at 59. Mm-hmm. The kid said, I died at 61. So when they were background checking this guy, it's like, well, the kid is lying or he's making it up because this guy actually died at 59. Mm-hmm. When they dug further, they realized that that certificate was wrong and that he actually did die at age 61. Like wow. the kid said. Yeah, I didn't see that part. But so that's that part, sweet. that was compelling. One thing that I did see though that kind of had me questioning for a second is that the kid also made some claims that were not true. Mm-hmm. Like he made a claim that his dad died when he was young or something and his dad actually only died like a few years before the guy actually died. The guy the guy's dad mm-hmm. ended up living for a long time. But the amount of information of that kid He had a lot. Now he yeah. was one too that carried a lot of it into like his teenage years. Mm-hmm. I was watching some interviews with him today. Nice. And it's like he was recognizing like brands and shit that he would have had no right. fucking clue about. Right. And it's it's pretty interesting, it's pretty compelling. Now, how do you fabricate the type of story? Exactly. And especially to keep it going for from a teenager. Yeah. I know, as a teenager, I didn't want to do a goddamn thing that made my parents happy ever. There was no incentive in the world to make for making them happy, you know what I mean? Right. Like, this kid had to have been rewarded beyond belief. Right. To keep this lie out for that long, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was a really good one. I thought that was a really interesting one. That's one that, that pops up across a lot of different research that I've seen. So mm-hmm. it's a really solid one, though. Yeah, Especially just definitely. the weird things that he couldn't have really known right? about that guy. Now, I've got one more. This one is this is a brand new one for me. I found this one about five minutes before he showed up. So we're going to get into it. Sure. This one's really strange, though. This one is about an elderly man that visited an ancient site that was being excavated and basically knew where everything was before they dug it up. Oh boy! The guy's name is Arthur Flowerdew. That's the name. That's the name for you. (laughs) And I guess for most of his life, he had these really intense visions of like a desert city, like an ancient, like an ancient city. Mm -hmm. And he had like very vivid, like intense memories of this, despite the fact that he really didn't have any exposure to it. That's crazy. So he was watching a BBC documentary on the city of Petra, Jordan. And what blew his mind is when he was watching this documentary, he realized that's the fucking city that I've had in my head my <laughs> entire life that I've never seen a picture of before. There it was. There, it was on the TV. Wow. So he started telling people. He was like, you know, I was watching that BBC documentary and holy shit, that's, I've had these weird visions. I didn't really talk about them, but they've been in my head forever. There's some connection between me and this city. So these archaeologists ended up getting in contact with this flower dude guy. And they were like, well, it wouldn't hurt to bring him out to the site and see what he knows. <laughs> and he recognized some landmarks, but he was even able to point out areas that they had not excavated yet. And was able to tell them what they were about to dig up before they dug it up. Wow. And what's ridiculously crazy is he might have been like a human sacrifice. He claims <laughs> that he claims that he was killed with a spear. Jesus. And it could have been, like, he was, like, a bad prisoner or something. So was, yeah. It was a guard station where he noticed, like, he had, like, a like a vision of something. Or he could have been a human sacrifice. I don't know. But um, everybody that was around was just, like, there, there is no physical way that this guy could have had nearly as much knowledge as he had about this. There's no way. This site. There's to the no point idea. where he was, he was no. identifying no. shit before they dug it up. Like, right. How do you do that? So... I don't know, that's a crazy one. Maybe maybe these are inc- incidences of God sending souls back for
0: another chance.
1: You know, that's kind of my personal belief to an extent. And it's like and my mother's my mother's made this point before. It's like what would be a better form of purgatory than having to live again? What would be a better or being born in the different circumstances? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. Like, say you were some really rich person who was obnoxious your entire life and lived a selfish life and died, but you didn't really do anything. hmm What's a better form of purgatory to save your soul than being born as a normal person? Yeah, for sure. So I've heard that theory thrown around before, and I kind of sort of get it. Yeah, for now, sure. Now, when you get into the alien research for a second... <laughs> There's a spiritual aspect to that, and they almost every alien theory. When you get into the spiritual aspect of it, is like there's a finite number of souls out there. We're lucky enough to have one in our bodies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's also easily possible for the system, the way that the aliens had a system set up, for a soul to get recycled through several times over. Sure. Now I kind of think about it like a, like a lottery, t- like a lottery. You know, the balls a lottery where you could be bouncing around forever, but you don't know when you're gonna get picked. Sure. So this poor guy, this flower dew guy. Could have been bouncing around on the, the balls <laughs> for two thousand years before you got sucked up again. Wow! Or a lot of these people get popped right back in as soon as they die. You know what I mean? Right. So it's crazy. To me, it's a really interesting. It's really interesting to think about. Now, do you have any more stories?
0: Yeah, I got one more quick one. Awesome. You ever heard of the story
1: of the Pollock sisters? Yes, this is a really good one. This one's crazy. This one's, this is honestly probably the, like I said, the Shanty Deve story that I talked about for a second was the one that got me into it. This is the first one that I saw. You probably have more on this. I just, I just did a quick rundown. I don't have any research on this, but this is a good one. Oh,
0: sweet. In 1957, John and Florence uh, Pollock suffered a horrible loss of their two daughters in a car accident. Their names were Joanna and Jacqueline. The next year, Florence gave birth to a set of twins, Jillian and Jennifer. Now, they shared incredible similarities with their deceased sisters. Like Jacqueline, Jennifer had a birthmark on her wrist and another on her forehead, similar to Jacqueline's scar. Yeah. Despite the fact that John and Florence left their old neighborhood when Jillian and Jennifer were three months old, the girls were able to talk about nearby landmarks, which they never have seen in their life. They are able to talk about the environment around them, and they were also deathly afraid of cars. If a car would ever come towards them, they would scream and yell and say, the car's coming to get us, car's coming
1: to get yeah, us. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really creepy to me.
0: Like, you, There's no way to explain that. Yeah. How do they know? How would they know that? Exactly. That's basically the gist of that. Yeah. And they
1: kind of grew out of their memories. But it is really strange. Like, you know, you lose your two kids in a car crash. And then you have a set of twins that that are very similar. Very similar to the girls that you lost. Unreal. really strange to me. And I did a little bit more research on that one today, and they're still alive. They live basically normal lives today. Sure. And most of the stories that they know or stories that they've heard, they don't really remember doing the things that they did. Mm Mm-hmm. Which could point in different directions as to maybe this was embellished a little bit. It could have been. It is, it is really strange, and it could just be a coincidence They got embellished a little bit. But there is a lot going on with that story, too, that is tough to explain. Like, they wouldn't know all these city landmarks. The other the other aspect of that story, too is they were asking for toys that their sisters had.
0: Hear the bumping? I thought someone was walking up your stairs, <laughs> dude. It's
1: the issue is that it's seven o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. Could be, anything could be going on. Out could there. be haunted. I don't think what so. What time is it? Is it seven o'clock? No, it's six six forty So there is a lot going on with that. Yeah. Now, all, re- all these stories are just incredible. And there are there are also incidents too. Where the kid could just be be a little shit. (laughs) Right. Now, Tim... I don't know. You didn't know Timothy is a two-year-old. Sure. He didn't start talking until he was about two. But when he started talking, it was like full intelligent sentences when he started talking. And he could bullshit his way through anything. And... I knew immediately that he was bullshitting everything that he said. And he, he'll admit it to that he would just tell stories because he thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. He thought that his life as a two-year-old wasn't interesting enough, so he needed to embellish a lot. Sure. But I could see how a kid like him could sell a story really well. Sure. Because he would just say this ridiculous shit as a little kid. And people would believe it. They would <laughs> just believe the shit that he would say. So... I can kind of understand, especially a kid that could be as convincing as Tim used to be as a little kid. Yeah. If he was talking about him being a fighter pilot in World War II, which was another story that I read about where a kid claims he was a fighter pilot mm-hmm. and it got to the point where it was like, he was like meeting with these old pilots and he was telling war stories with them and yeah. they were, they were buying into the fact that he was their old buddy that died basically. Mm-hmm. But a kid like Tim could sell that type of shit.
0: What's funny is I do
1: that in my adult life. Really?
0: Yeah, so you, you know my buddy Brandon. Yep. When we go to like different cities and stuff, see, it's actually really fun to do. You should try it. We should do it sometime. Okay. It's really fun. We basically go to a bar in whatever city we're in and we just completely freestyle and make up a completely different life about ourselves with the people around us who we're just talking with see i could and we we gotta make it up as we go and it's really fucking funny people
1: believe people believe us i could do that shit (laughs) i could i could do that shit are you kidding me
0: dude we i'm telling you we'll do it and you don't you you gotta do it off of a whim and you never know when the person's gonna say something. Exactly. So that's what's fun about it.
1: Especially if we can sell it just a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, we and we were in, when we were in Cleveland for the Paul McCartney concert. Sure. We were telling these people they completely believed us that we were born in Toledo, but we moved and we we're brothers, and we moved out to Seattle because we were professional wine tasters, and I wanted and I wanted to come back to go to school. And yeah, and they completely they completely believed everything we were saying. Oh my god! And we completely fabricated all this shit we did to to become wine tasters, professional wine tasters, and that we traveled all around the country tasting wine and doing all these reviews. And we had to act like we knew about wines and shit when I don't know a single goddamn thing
1: about wine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you don't. But that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was so, it was fantastic. Anyways. That was Reincarnation. Do you have any more uh, comments on that? Nope. What would be funny is if you get reincarnated as the person that you're bullshitting your stories (laughs) about. That'd be funny. Yeah. Anyways, uh, on that note, listeners have been pretty solid. Uh, after, I think I think Apple Podcasts got their shit together, so we're starting to get some more stats from them. Sweet. They seem to be an emerging source. Like We're getting more hits on them than we are on Amazon. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. Thank listeners you, everybody. Pretty solid. I think we're at like 3,600. Fantastic. Which is pretty good because we are at 3,000 not that long ago. So, Unreal. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep on listening. Spread the word. Yes, please spread the word. I apologize. We're still doing the every couple of weeks type thing. Which is probably gonna be what it's gonna be for a while, and then we got the wedding coming up, so that's yeah, gonna get a little bit dicey.
0: We got, you know, we're busy, and uh, but we're still gonna, we're still gonna punch them out for you guys. Yeah,
1: we're gonna get the content out there. So we thank you guys for listening. The feedback was really good on the last one. Uh, misconceptions. Yeah, that ended up being a really fun topic. Yeah, so I enjoyed that one. I am thinking this one, I, I feel pretty good about this one. I like thought this, this is a session, fun episode. They came together really well. Uh, if you have any topics for episode eighty. Please tweet us at 30 and uh, please let us know. Big episode. Yeah, big, big eight zero. Um, It'll probably be aliens. If we don't come up with anything, we're we'll probably just going to have probably to aliens again. We could come up with something to talk about. We'll come up with something.
0: Maybe we'll do a part two. We have not
1: done one part two yet. Of anything, of oh, anything, except for aliens. Except for except aliens, for aliens. Yep. yes. If you have a famous, uh, a, a famous, a favorite, a favorite episode that you want a part two of, maybe con artists or sure mysterious people or whatever, please let us know. Please uh, let us know. We, we that could be a, a topic. Definitely so, awesome. Anyways, thank you guys for listening this week.
0: Peace. And he did a book on, I think, a bunch of people that um. Have had, uh, you know, uh, cases of reincarnation.
1: What the hell is going what on? What is
0: going there? on outside <laughs> right now? No idea. <laughs> How about the outside. Shut up. We're recording a podcast.
1: Literally. I hope the God doesn't show up in the, the fucking audio. I'm I don't sorry. think it will. God. Go ahead. What ended up happening was the researchers ended up getting in contact with him and some archaeologists were like... Something popped up on your oh, computer. Shit. No, that's... Honestly, that's fine.
0: Oh, okay, good.
1: I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, we're good. Sorry. C- Thank you, though. I'm not just the antivirus. Oh, okay. You okay. know how McAfee is really obnoxious yeah, with their shit? Yeah. Like, they try to, like, con you into thinking you have a virus even though you don't have a virus.
0: McAfee, that guy's something.
1: He's dead. Yeah. Did you know he's
0: dead? Didn't he kill himself?
1: I don't know. No, he didn't. He said, if I die in serious mysterious circumstances, Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I wanted to bring him up. There was about four different episodes where I plan on bringing that guy up. Yeah, he's got a crazy story. And I didn't even talk about it. I kept forgetting about him. So we need to bring him up. We got to go to like Crazy <laughs> People Part 2 or something. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, God, I'm sorry. Now, Michigan, Michigan, weed is legal in Michigan, correct? I don't, is it fully, think it fully legal? I'm is pretty it? sure it is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Because remember when we were at I that mean, concert?
0: I mean, they got dispensaries and shit.
1: Yeah, remember when we were at that concert? Yeah. And everyone was just piping? Like, it was pretty, that was pretty casual. Yeah, for sure. For, compared to most concerts that I've been to where everyone's trying to hide it, no one was giving a well, fuck. Well, everyone does. Sure. Well, that's DT. Everyone does it there. I'm pretty sure it's. Legal there. I'm pretty sure it's legal there. God, <laughs> I think I think it is. Probably. Anyways, but a kid can't have it. Obviously. Now this is in all caps. How was my child disciplined when he's sitting in the hospital with an IV, not knowing WTF happened? WTF is written out as such. Yes. She wrote on Facebook,